0: Bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast. Welcome to the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders who give on the pulse expert advice and share their franchising insights and experiences. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is Season 4, Episode 12 of the Spring Season. In this episode, I talk to Steve Bores, CEO of Reshift Media, which is a Toronto-based digital marketing company. The Canadian Franchise Association and Reshift Media have designed a three-part webinar series called Creating a Post-Pandemic Digital Growth Plan. The webinar explores how franchise systems have been impacted by the pandemic, what they've done to adapt, and what they can do to emerge with a strong plan for growth. Each part of the webinar series highlights a unique and crucial part of the COVID-19 pandemic. Day one addresses how the pandemic changed consumer buying. Day two discusses how to create a winning post-pandemic growth plan. And day three spotlights how to find the right franchisees to fuel growth. You can register to attend the sessions that are taking place on June 8th, 9th, and 10th from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. EST. For those listening after these dates, the webinars will be available to listen to at your leisure at cfa.ca. Steve is here today to give us a bit of a sneak peek into some of the key themes we'll learn about during the sessions. Enjoy the episode! To start, can you tell me about Reshift Media and how the company can help business owners and CFA members?
1: Uh, Sure, happy to do so. Uh, So at ReachF Media, we work with uh, franchise systems around the world. So great partners with the Canadian Franchise Association. We've been working with them for a number of years and we actually specialize in uh, franchising. So we do things like social media search. We build websites, we build apps, we build software, basically anything you can think of uh, digital marketing or oriented wise. We do that with franchise systems uh, around the world.
0: Amazing. So let's talk about your upcoming three part series called Creating a Post Pandemic Digital Growth Plan. Who is this webinar best suited for?
1: Well, the series is really geared towards franchise leaders. Uh, that would be people like the heads of marketing, CEOs, heads of operations, of course, franchise development leaders. Uh, now, having said that, we'll be covering a wide range of information on how the pandemic's impacted consumer habits and buying in Canada. So I'd say anyone who is in business anywhere uh, can benefit from from the sessions.
0: And what can attendees expect to learn and explore during this webinar series? So let's start with day one, which addresses the topic, how the pandemic changed consumer buying.
1: Yeah, so day one is kind of the data dump day. (laughs) So what we want to do in that first session is really set the stage for the entire series. Uh, I will say our team has done a tremendous amount of research on how consumer behaviors have changed as a result of the pandemic and how that's impacted consumer buying. Uh, We've compiled statistics from a wide range of sources, uh, Canada, US, elsewhere in the world. And the idea there is we're trying to get a real concrete base uh, to understand how people are spending their time, how they're spending their money and how companies have adjusted Uh, One thing I can assure you is that anyone attending this session is certainly going to walk away with a strong understanding of how the Canadian economy has been impacted by COVID and where we stand now as as an economy and as a country and what you might expect going forward.
0: Wonderful. And day two discusses how to create a winning post-pandemic growth plan. So what kind of areas will be covered during this session?
1: So yeah, in this session, we're going to discuss areas that franchise systems should be thinking about as they plan to emerge from COVID. So although it might not feel like it right now, uh, with everything going on across the country, at some point, COVID will subside, things will get back to some degree of normalcy. And I think we can all agree that every business in Canada, when COVID first hit, really suffered a major shock. But the thing is, what no one's talking about is a second shock that's about to come, which is when things eventually open back up. So the second day is really talking about that and how can franchise systems across Canada be planning for it. Uh, So the idea here is that we'll apply the learnings from the first session where we get kind of the baseline of the data. Uh, We're obviously going to apply our own experiences, Reshift Media, what we've been seeing through COVID and what we know, of course, of digital media, digital marketing, e-commerce, etc. And the idea there is that we'll highlight areas for franchise systems to give them a a sense of what they should be thinking about as they're planning for that uh, emergence from COVID which hopefully is happening sooner rather than later, I hope.
0: Agreed. And then day three spotlights how to find the right franchisees to fuel growth. So what can attendees expect to learn during this session?
1: So franchise systems are, 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 are an amazing uh, business model. One of the things that's really unique to franchising is that you actually have two areas of focus for your growth. So finding new customers, which every business basically has. But the second one is that you now are trying to find franchisees. Uh, So the first uh, two sessions really uh, talk more about consumers and consumer trends and what's happening there. And this session is geared specifically to help franchise systems figure out how they can find new franchisees to uh, grow coming out of COVID. So when we were thinking about our sort of three sessions as a progression and as a great way for franchise systems to think about the business, we realize that no conversation about a franchise system growing out of COVID uh, would be complete without talking about franchise development. So this session in particular is going to be led by our Chief Operating Officer, Kirk Allen, uh, who's really well known in the franchising industry, um, and he'll be discussing several specific strategies and some on-the-ground tactics that franchise systems can use in order to find the right franchisees to fuel that growth uh, for the organizations uh, going forward.
0: Awesome. Sounds like a very good event.
1: Yeah, Kirk's, Kirk's awesome at that. He's done several of these and he is really quite good at, um, at making it really tangible for franchise systems.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is especially important, especially for this audience who may be prospective or current franchisees just starting off with their business, entrepreneurs who really are looking for something educational to help them along the way. So that's awesome. You mentioned that you will be talking about how the pandemic has changed consumer buying. I know the Reshift team is tuned into changes in consumer behavior and buying patterns. So are there any sneak peeks you can give us on what you're seeing right now?
1: Yes, I don't want to give too much away from the session, but uh, I will give you a a few tidbits. Uh, So (laughs) I'm sure no one's going to be surprised to hear that people are going online a lot more. Uh, We here in Canada have seen a 15% increase in time spent on digital media. So, digital media in this case includes things like obviously the internet and connected TV, mobile, et cetera. Uh, we're up to almost eight hours per day on average, meaning that the average Canadian spends almost eight hours a day on digital. And surprisingly, or perhaps not surprisingly, depending on who you are, I suppose, um, a large amount of that time is on mobile. So, it kind of seems counterintuitive that. During pandemic, when none of us can go outside, mobile use has jumped. In fact, it's jumped to almost, uh, or sorry, just over four hours a day going off memory on average, uh, which is about 15% increase, the same as the overall digital media growth. So that seems a little weird given that we can't go out. But the real reason the digital media number is so high, and the mobile number in particular is so high, is that everyone's multitasking. If you think about your own experience, you don't get up and go to the home office to go on the internet anymore. Uh, You take your phone out of your pocket because it's right there and you're sitting on the couch and maybe you're watching Netflix or maybe you got the hockey game on in the background or whatever it is and you're going on your phone at the same time as you're doing other things. So those days of you know getting up and going on the internet are long gone. You're, you're constantly multitasking and we're seeing through COVID that, that has absolutely skyrocketed right across the board. A big area that's really seen an increase, not surprisingly, also is social media. Pretty much every social network has gone up to some degree. The big winner during COVID uh, being TikTok, which if you don't know, is a younger skewing social network, very video based. Um, it has absolutely exploded through COVID in terms of time spent and just in general growth. But every social network's gone up. Even, even Facebook, which had a massive user base to start with and is still the number one area people spend their time from the social media perspective. Uh, even co- um, Facebook saw an increase over COVID. And that's a factor of a lot of things. Obviously, people got a little more time on their hands and they're going to social media to keep in touch with people and just see what's going on in the world. Uh, It's also become a a big source of news for um, good groups of people. And probably the most interesting uh, one I'll touch on is uh, this interesting blending between physical and virtual activities. So because we haven't been able to do a lot of the things we like to do as consumers, people have really naturally embraced internet connected devices to maintain their daily routine. So think of your own routine. So video conferencing is now just a way of life, smart products. So if you've got a smart speaker in your home or a you know, smart thermostat or things like that, and even things like augmented reality and virtual reality, which you know, sounded a little kind of science fiction not that long ago, people are actually using that in their daily lives. And it's things like obviously Peloton is an example. You need to be able to exercise at home while Peloton, you you basically have a, a fitness coach right there. But that's, that's actually an augmented reality experience. And so people are using these sorts of technologies to be able to do their work, uh, learn from home, exercise, shop, socialize. I don't know how many of you had a beer with your friends over a screen through COVID, but I certainly did. And that certainly isn't something I would have done before COVID. So it's that kind of interesting melding of physical and virtual that's been really interesting to watch. Uh, And in the session, we'll walk through some examples, not only of consumer behaviors, but also how businesses have gotten involved in that. in order to continue to transact with customers, businesses have had to adapt. And there's been some really interesting developments, how uh, companies have adopted new technologies to do so
0: everything that you said, I agree with. I mean, me too. Like I'm multi-screening every night after work. I have Netflix on and I'm on my phone. I make all my purchases on my phone. So it's really crazy how much we've changed where I used to go to my laptop to do everything. And now I barely ever touch my laptop.
1: Um, you are not alone. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> so how did those changes that have emerged from the pandemic impact consumer spending
1: habits? Well, so clearly a lot of our shopping went online and, and most of that obviously was out of necessity. We didn't really have a choice. Um, Angus Reid actually did an interesting study here in Canada. Um, they've been doing it throughout the pandemic, actually. And what they did was they asked Canadians in the last two weeks, um, have you bought anything online? And in their most recent study, I think it was at the end of March, uh, they said seven, uh, they found 70% of people that they surveyed had said that they shopped online in the last two weeks. You compare that to the first week of March when they first started doing the study, obviously as a reaction to the pandemic, that number was 38%. So that's that's almost twice as many people. And again, it's out of necessity. And, and probably one of the more interesting sort of wrinkles within uh, e-commerce that we've seen is a huge jump in the amount of click and collect that's been happening, particularly in Canada. So it, Canadians, as a general statement, we've been somewhat e-commerce laggards internationally, quite honestly. The US, uh, Europe have certainly been well ahead of us in terms of e-commerce adoption. And we as, as a country have really uh, stepped up our game through COVID, again, largely on necessity. And a big piece of that is the notion of click and collect, which is where someone buys the item online, but then they drive to the store to pick it up. So obviously with grocery, this is uh, your number one sort of behavior you would do. This has really gained a lot of popularity through COVID. It, it wasn't well used, particularly in Canada previously, And as people are surveyed about it, they've expressed a lot of satisfaction. So originally, we as a a society, were kind of forced into this sort of behavior. And certainly there were some bumps uh, early days as retailers figured it out and we as uh, Canadians figured it out. But now that everyone's kind of hit their stride and people have gotten used to it, they've decided they like it. And the feedback actually is very positive. So what the general expectation is, is that things like click and collect and curbside pickup... Uh, Those are going to stick around even post-pandemic. People have kind of gotten a taste for that level of convenience and they've decided they like it. And obviously, again, thinking of your own habits, people are ordering in food and cooking at home a lot more, which has had a massive impact on the restaurant industry. Uh, We have quite a number of restaurants as clients, and we've seen firsthand just how difficult this period has been, of course. And then you have the flip side of that, where grocers have seen massive growth in spending, uh, massive growth in online, and obviously a big bump in in that uh, click and collect, as I've talked about. So it, it's interesting to see how consumer spending is varied across different categories, but it's clearly followed an online trend. That's, that's not a surprise, but it's, it's really interesting to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we all know that e-commerce has exploded during COVID. Do you have a sense of how big that impact has been?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, for Canada in particular, it's been gigantic. Looking at the stats, um, StatsCan has actually put up quite a number of, um, of good reports on this. So according to StatsCan, Canadian e-commerce retail sales have increased 71% in 2020. So from 2019 to 2020, Um, retail e-commerce sales went up 71% to $37 billion, and IBM has a great quote that um, everyone keeps talking about where uh, based on their studies, they basically figure that the pandemic has accelerated the shift away from physical stores to digital shopping by about five years. So what they're trying to say there is where we would have been five years from now from uh, online shopping um, in North America, we, we got there in the course of six months because COVID forced us to. So it's been a massive acceleration in terms of how fast e-commerce um, was adopted, uh, particularly here in Canada. As I said before, uh, we've been a, a little bit of digital laggard. So in the US, they saw a bump in the 30% uh, for e-commerce growth, but that's because they were going off a much bigger base. We here in Canada with a 70% increase is because we were coming off a much smaller base as a percentage of total. But what's interesting also in that is that the impact the e-commerce shift has been very different across various industries so industries like appliances or household furnishings they really haven't seen as big a shift to online uh, because those are just harder products to buy online and with the uh, the pandemic people have been a little tighter with their money so they've deferred those purchases Um, and i use the word deferred quite specifically there because when people are surveyed i don't say that they're not going to make the purchase uh, they say that they've deferred it, you know, pending what happens with the pandemic and pending, uh, obviously, some comfort in their own lives. Uh, on the flip side, uh, sectors like entertainment and clothing and similar sectors have seen a huge shift to online so, and e-com. So, yeah, if I had to sum it up in a word in terms of the impact of e-commerce in 2020 and going into 2021, I would say absolutely staggeringly massive. Uh, I guess that's like four words, but okay close enough.
0: Awesome. Uh, are there any trends that are specific to franchise systems in particular that you'd like to highlight?
1: Yeah, I'll cover um, well, myself and Kirk. We'll cover quite a, a number of examples during the session. But, you know, the one that sticks out to me is uh, this whole buy local movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's always been a subset of people who want to buy from local establishments. But through COVID, that's really been amplified. And uh, Shopify actually did a study here in Canada very recently, where they found that 57% of people said that they were actively seeking out local businesses to support. And of that number, 34% said they were doing that more through COVID. So that whole buy local feeling has been really magnified through COVID. And the reason I like this for franchise systems is that franchise companies are, by their very nature, local businesses. So the trend is really positive for local franchisees. Now, the flip side of that, though, is that your average consumer sometimes isn't aware that that location in their community is is locally owned. In fact, sometimes they might think it's part of a huge chain, and so this whole buy local thing can work against you. So uh, my advice to franchise systems in this regard is really make sure you communicate that you are local, that you are part of that community, just to emphasize that, make sure people are well aware. And you can do that lots of ways, obviously, uh, from a digital perspective, which is where we spend most of our time, is that you can do things like localizing your website, localize your social media marketing, really hit the fact that you're local. It's really simple stuff like, you know, put local terminology in your social media ads. Don't say, hey, buy our stuff. You say you should really check out our stuff in Guelph or wherever you happen to be, North York, if it's a more specific locale. Simple things like that, just let people know that it's not some conglomerate doing an advertisement in their area, it's actually someone local. And simple stuff like making sure your website ranks for local terms. So if someone searches for a pair of sneakers in their neighborhood and you sell sneakers in their neighborhood, make sure you rank for that. And make sure you rank for those near me searches. When someone says buying sneakers near me, make sure your website's set up to rank for that. All those sorts of elements really play into the local aspect of buying, which I really think is something a franchise system should be working harder to leverage because franchise systems and franchisees are local business people. So I think it's just a great story there.
0: Mm-hmm. 100% agree. To be honest, and I, I say this all the time before I started working for the CFA, I had no idea that the Wendy's that I go to all the time is locally owned. I always thought it was just owned by Wendy's Corporation. So now that I know that, and now that I'm educating other people about that, it's really interesting. And I think there should be more emphasis on saying this is locally owned. This is one person's Wendy's that uh, you're supporting.
1: Totally, totally agree. And simple stuff like just mentioning local terminology in your ads or optimizing your website, or even coming straight out and saying locally owned. Mm -hmm. Particularly right now, these are big things. So I I love that. And I love your story and keep educating people.
0: (laughs) Thanks, I will. So what is the current state of consumer spending? Has it finally reached a stabilized point?
1: By and large, the answer is yes. Uh, So obviously when COVID hit last year, consumer spending absolutely collapsed. Back half of March and well into April, uh, consumer spending was obviously very weak. I think pretty much everyone, if you're not in the grocery industry, saw that. But since then, consumer confidence has has definitely improved. And RBC has done a great job throughout the pandemic of reporting consumer spending. So we at Reshift have been watching that very carefully throughout the whole period. And based on the latest data, Canadians are currently, and I'm talking current being um, as of uh, this month, spending not only more than in 2020, which honestly isn't really all that hard to do if we're comparing this year to 2020. I kind of hope we're ahead of it. But We're over 2020 for sure, but even more so we're over 2019 in terms of consumer spending in totality. And what I love about that is it just speaks to people's resilience, uh, people's ability to adapt. And that's a great news story. Somehow through all of this, through everything everyone's been through, somehow people are still finding a way to buy the things they need and support local businesses in particular. So I think that's awesome. Now, it's, it's not great news everywhere, uh, so it's uh, different across different industries. So, as I mentioned, grocery is, is well ahead of last year and has been through COVID. Apparel and restaurants in particular uh, were hit really hard last year, and if you're in the apparel and restaurant industry, um, I know it's been a tough year for sure. Uh, the good news is that apparel is almost back to even from a consumer spending perspective. Uh, kind of varies based on the type of apparel. Uh, The one area that's still really having a tough time is restaurants, um, and it's the openings and closings obviously are are causing a lot of issue there. Uh, But even then, uh, there's been a great growth, as I mentioned before, in people ordering food in and uh, using delivery services. So by and large, the consumer spending has stabilized, and most industries are doing reasonably well.
0: Awesome. So in the second webinar, it will be focused on creating a post-pandemic growth plan. Do you have any advice you can give franchisors as they're thinking about these plans?
1: Yeah, first off, have a plan. (laughs) So we couldn't prepare; no one, none of us could, for uh, when COVID first hit in March of last year. Uh, So it was kind of scrambling and figuring stuff out. But this time, we know we know there's a big shock coming to the system. So. When the pandemic does subside and people can start shopping again and people are getting out and about, we will all be in for a second shock because things will change again. Now, the thing is, they won't change to what they were before. They'll change into something different. So you need, as a franchise system or anyone in business, honestly, you need to have a plan. You can always adjust that plan. Don't be a slave to it. But make sure that you're thinking about the right things and looking at where you need to be nimble and where you need to invest and where... Um, where you need to spend your time and that's simple things like knowing what metrics to look at uh, knowing what your major business levers are things like that and if I kind of had one piece of advice on on this part of it is you know don't waste the pandemic it sounds like a weird thing to say but one thing if we try and look at the positive uh, through the pandemic is that businesses have been so adaptable and resilient and uh, companies have had to change how they market. They've had to change how they think about their consumer and customer service. Don't waste that nimbleness. Don't waste that learning. Don't go back to the way you were. Have a plan on how you're going to do something different.
0: Mm-hmm. So as we begin to emerge from the pandemic, where do you think franchise systems should be focusing their energy on from a digital perspective?
1: Well, that's a big question. So um This is kind of what the whole second session is about. So I'll give you the highlights. Um, We'll get into way more detail, obviously, in the session itself. But we at ReShift have to kind of boil it down to three big things. And there's there's more, of course. This isn't meant to be comprehensive. But the three big things are uh, put customer convenience first, First first-party data is massive, and companies need to rethink their marketing. So to just quickly elaborate on those a little bit. When I say put uh, customer convenience first, what I mean there is, like I said earlier, people have gotten a taste for buying on their terms and and they like it. And that's not going away. So ingrain that into the DNA of your organization. Think about how e-commerce and click and collect, think about how those can become part of your system going forward um, because they're not going anywhere. People like them, and they're gonna keep using them. And we in the digital industry have been saying things like mobile first for for a long time. And a lot of companies have been saying that. But honestly, we've all been kind of paying a little bit of lip service. We're there mobile first is a thing uh, you just said yourself you're buying things on your phone more than on desktop that's what everybody's doing mobile commerce is a real thing and companies always design their websites on this really wide big screen and mobile's an afterthought so mobile first is huge companies need to be thinking about that and this integration of online offline I touched on earlier um, it's just it's really interesting how you can transform your business model by thinking about how A cell phone or how AR or any kind of new technologies can help your operations and your customer experience. Um, From a first-party data perspective, which is our second bullet, lots going on there. But the the big thing is um, making sure you know what data you need to collect. Start thinking about first-party data, meaning data you own about your customers and how you can use it to improve your products and service. Uh, We have a whole thing in the session we're going to talk about on that. So I don't want to go too, too deep. And uh, the last thing I'll say on this is around our third bullet, which is companies need to rethink their marketing. Don't go back to the way it was, right? Don't assume once uh, the pandemic subsides that you can just turn off whatever campaign you've been running through COVID and turn on the old one. Take this as an opportunity. Take it as an opportunity to challenge uh, what you were doing before from a marketing perspective. Think about your marketing mix, think about your messaging, think about the creative you use, think about how you talk to people and when you talk to people. So my challenge to every business I talk to is, how, what have you learned through COVID and how can you apply that going forward?
0: Wonderful. And my final question is, what advice do you have for existing and prospective franchisors, franchisees, entrepreneurs, and other business-oriented listeners about how they can navigate their businesses right now?
1: I guess the best advice I would have at this point is to, to persevere and to adapt I'm a business owner myself. So believe me, I know this has been a tough year. In almost every respect, every business person has had challenges. And the good news is that consumer spending has been resilient and people want to support local businesses and franchise systems are local businesses. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting your business, you you can rest assured that there is spending there and better things are on the horizon. And I would say that You should really work hard to find a way to keep in touch with your customers, adapt along with them. Their lives have been hard too. So how can you help them through this period? How can you make sure you're prepared for what they need now and what they need once this pandemic subsides? Because if there's one thing I know is that companies that can adapt the best will do the best.
0: Great. So that was all my questions, but I'm going to open the floor to you if there's anything else you'd like to add about Reshift Media or the upcoming webinar.
1: I we would just say that we're really excited to be working with the CFA on this webinar. It's uh, it's going to have a lot of great information in it. Um, we've been uh, spending quite a bit of time compiling information and really thinking this through. So um, I encourage anyone who's interested in learning about what's been going on through COVID and wants to talk about how they can build a plan uh, as they emerge from COVID. This will be a great and fun and entertaining session. So I encourage you to make the time. And again, thanks to the CFA for partnering with us to put it together.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Steve. Thanks for listening. You can register for Reshift Media's three-part webinar series, Creating a Post-Pandemic Digital Growth Plan at cfa.ca. The series runs from June 8th to 10th, 2021, from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. EST. If you're listening to this episode after June 10th, the webinars will be available to listen to at your leisure at cfa.ca. For more franchising resources, including how-to articles, expert advice, franchisee success stories, and franchise opportunities, visit FranchiseCanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada eNews while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at cfa.ca and can connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca